Yes, yes. Sounds so beautiful, don't you agree? Most move like clowns. Woo! Yes, they do. That's why I be on my own. Truer words never been spoken. My mama thought I was a child. Actually, my mother encouraged me. Sorry but about that. Yeah, yeah. We back, we back. Sorry I left y'all for a week, but your boy was under weather. But we back. You could be anywhere else, but you're here with me, and I appreciate it. Let's do this. Talk to him, kids. Yes, sir. We are back. We are back. Welcome back, family, to another episode of Since I'm Here Podcast. I am your host, your friend, your cousin, your uncle, your nephew, the dude from up the corner that know everything, but don't be knowing nothing. We all got him. It's your boy Tyrell Grant, man, and I'm back, man. I was a little under the weather, so I couldn't give y'all the pod last week. I felt bad about it, but that wasn't nothing but the, the good old enemy trying to keep your boy down, but I'm back. Not all the way 100%, but uh, hey, man, life goes on. You got to keep pushing, and y'all ain't come here to hear my excuses. Anyway, so with that being said, uh, let's do a little bit of that good old housekeeping. If... You want to get in touch with me uh, or just want to gripe about something. First of all, if you want to gripe about something, keep that to yourself. <laughs> but if you actually want to get in touch with us, as always, the Since I'm Here podcast at Instagram, Since I'm Here podcast at Instagram. Also, the Since I'm Here pod at Gmail. Let you know how official we are. We got a Gmail. Uh, just hit me up on there, man. Um, I'll check it eventually. But, uh, yeah. Oh, also, you can hit us up on the Anchor app. Uh, you can actually leave a voice message there. And if it's something that is good enough to make it, I'll address that comment right in the show. So, I don't want to waste a whole lot of your time. I know you got a lot to do. But I got something I want to say since I'm here, right? Uh, I saw some stuff go down, as many of you have. If you are indeed black and have Instagram and or Facebook, you cannot escape this. And if you have Twitter, you cannot escape this. I saw something go down with your boy, the baby. Excuse me, the baby. You know, um, he is the king of controversy nowadays. But um, I know y'all heard the news about him and his baby mama uh, getting into it on Instagram, sharing their business like an episode of As the World Turns, as my homeboy rocks here, or uh, Days of Our Lives. It's like a horrible soap opera going on with these two people. But as I'm sitting there, and, I, and you can't escape it, you know, you're trying to scroll through your timeline, which, I, let me tell you this real quick. The whole time that I wasn't feeling well, the whole time I was sick, I just stayed off Instagram and 
it was the best thing ever. You didn't have to hear any Negro nonsense. It wasn't any time foolery going on. Um, and yeah, you just, it just gives you, it just lightens your load just a little bit. I suggest you try it. Um, that is news straight from the Groovy Guru, um, who I listen to a lot. Uh, you really need to follow the Groovy Guru instructions. Um, all my day one listeners will understand, you know, who the Groovy Guru is. This brother is very intelligent. But yeah, yeah, man, just so I digress. So I jump back on and I'm seeing all this stuff going on with the baby and his baby mama and people are weighing in on it left and right. But me being the contrarian that I am, I had to sit back and say, I, I'm a bit more concerned about what happened a week or so ago. Y'all, if y'all remember, the baby ran the foul of the alphabet mob, the alphabet mafia. He upset these people. And when he did, they ripped away his ability to um, make money <laughs> for this child uh, and this new baby mother that he has. I want to talk more about that because that's where I think we'll find something interesting because they took his ability to perform at Rolling Loud because I, he was there and he made some HIV comments. He talked about two guys having oral sex in the parking lot and how that was not something he uh, preferred to be happening. Um, don't know how he knew that was going on, but I guess he did. I don't know. But it was interesting. The only comments he made that got him canceled was just the fact that he said uh, something about HIV like and, and AIDS. If you haven't seen those comments, go back. And check that out. But it upset a lot of people in the homosexual community. And they got upset. Okay? Kicked them off many of, of, of tour dates, festival dates. And um, it wasn't until after he met with numerous LGBTQIA+. I think I got that right. A brother been reading. Think about that. But uh, after he met with numerous of these um, committees and organizations, many of them have CEOs and presidents and, and boards, which is an interesting thought that I won't touch on right this second. But these people then, after much deliberation and schooling, and, and, and helping him get himself together and getting him all the way straight, they granted this huge music artist the right to go back out on the road and make money. Huh. And as people were going on and on about whatever is going on with him and his baby mama, I, I was really... I'm looking like, hey, 
did y'all miss the part where certain groups are now the gatekeepers on who can work and who can talk and who can think and what to think and when to go and what to do? Did we miss that? That we, we, We've just given up thinking for ourselves. We've given up standing up for ourselves. We've given up the fact that, you know, sometimes you're going to say the wrong thing. Sometimes you're going to say the right thing and it can be taken the wrong way. But ripping away people's livelihoods because they didn't say what you want them to say. I mean, come on, man. And then, okay, now you can go back out. You can, you can, that's a problem. I don't care what group it is. What if he had said the KKK is horrible and people rallied behind the KKK? Like, hey, you don't understand the KKK has done great things in the street for people. They, <laughs> I couldn't imagine what, but let's just say in a, a fantasy land, even more crazier than ours, because don't get me wrong, this one is nuts. But imagine if in another far off, upside down, bizarro land, they said that the KKK did great things. How dare you say something about that? Will we go, oh, yeah, man, I get it. Take his job. No, we wouldn't because we understand that the KKK is a horrible, horrible organization. And I say that to say this. I'm not suggesting that these people are inherently horrible people. But I'm also not suggesting that this man is either. You can't, therefore, stifle somebody from their free speech. Now, of course, you cannot, as a venue or as an event, want these people, want this person to be at your event because you feel strongly about a cause. I mean, as the event organizer, you have the right to do that. But don't you think it's, it's a bit much to meet with several organizations and school this man on the ins and out. What, what other group could get away with that? I just, I've been black all my life and I've never seen the NAACP take somebody to task like that. I've never seen an organization do that. Hey, well, looks like you can go back out there, boy. You have, you have a good show. Break a leg. Never seen it. Never seen it. So what concerns me more, and I've told you this in a couple podcasts now, is the fact that if there's nobody going to speak up about what's happening to the rap star, granted, yeah, as Dave Chappelle pointed out, he's done some horrible, uh, actually he defended himself in that Walmart incident. At least that's what the police uh, determined. But yeah, he's, he's done other things that warrant Maybe warrant a, a look into, but, but but saying something on a stage shouldn't cost you uh, everything. And those people that he offended are free to say what they want about him. At least that's what we're supposed to be able to do in America. Certain people, certain groups, 
certain organizations now hold the power to stop people from earning a living and speaking their mind. It's funny when it's someone else. I've said this a million times. I'm going to keep saying it. You have to at least push back against these notions no matter what. Because once they silence one, they'll silence two. Then there'll be exponentially more silencing. The Nazis did this. I mean, this happens every time. Somebody becomes the scapegoat. We go, yeah, that makes sense. Get this person out of here. And before long, you're the last person standing. And then they're coming for you. We all have our rights given by God to be able to say the things that we want to. Now, I agree. We shouldn't go out trying to hurt people's feelings. We shouldn't go out trying to just be a jerk for no reason. But, I mean, come on. Whatever happened to my bad? I didn't mean it like that. Now, one false move. As T.I. once said, one false move, and it's back to the big house. (laughs) You mess up, you're canceled. Which isn't a real thing, by the way. If you just shut off Twitter, you wouldn't even know half these people have been canceled. We have to free our minds from this type of, I've said it before, mob mentality, the echo chamber mob. We have to free our mind from it. And that's all I'll say about that. Speaking speaking of freedom, uh, (laughs) my favorite uh, freedom fighter, Colin Kaepernick, I missed last week, so I have to speak on this says that the NFL is a modern-day plantation. Now, I'm not going to lie. I tried to watch this, his documentary, and, and I'm a huge fan of anything that Ava DuVernay makes, but I just couldn't with this. I mean, it was... Ugh. And immediately, I'm, I usually try to watch something in full before I get my opinion on it. But this has just become too much now. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie, man. Modern day plantation. I get the sentiment, but it kind of throws me off. Didn't he just try to beg for a job back at that plantation? And then he's like, oh, my white parents. It's like, bro, come on, man. Come on. That's what I'm saying. I should be able to say that. And not be uh, seen as a bad guy. I mean, we are getting way too free with calling everything slavery. Man, our ancestors really were enslaved. They really didn't get paid. They really were beaten and bruised. Some of them. And to just throw out. Now, I know these guys are making thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars. They're slaves. Now, 
doesn't that when you put it in light of actual slavery that's gone on not too long ago and is still going on in some parts of the world today, which nobody ever seems to talk about that. Don't you see that as kind of insulting? And then what about those brothers who are working hard to achieve that goal of playing in the NBA because that's what they want to do? Not NBA, I said NBA. I meant NFL. That the NFL is modern-day slavery. No. Those guys have worked hard to play in the NFL. They accepted a contract to play in the NFL. I've been under contract before. I didn't feel like a slave. I wasn't playing in the NFL, and I definitely wasn't making millions of dollars. I felt like a person who negotiated a price for my for my labor and services, and it was agreed upon by the person who was looking for those services, and we got the job done. Slavery, when you're talking transatlantic slavery, is far from negotiating a price for your services. I'm not sure if he knows that or not. So when I see things like that, I go, okay, again, this is the idiocracy. This is the, the, the dumbification of us all. To, you're watering down something that, that really happened, that, that's really real, that really has power behind it. And when you just, when you start playing fast and loose with, with fa- modern day plantation. What are you saying? <laughs> then, then what was, was real slavery? What, what is, what is, what even is that? Once you, if I accept your premise, a big part of slavery is not getting paid, man. We getting real free with just using any old thing. You have people fighting for reparations and other things like that for the black community. And when you, a prominent figure, go out and belittle slavery by comparing it to something like this, it gives those who would want to stifle whatever movement black people are trying to get going or or have going, it gives them ammo. Like, well, it can't be that bad if if you're saying being in the NFL is modern-day slavery. You see? Here's a perfect example of when things you say matter. You're free to say them, but they do have consequences. I don't get it. I'm sure somebody won't won't like that, but just you wait. <laughs> I'll have more next week. And then finally, as I was chewing on that and thinking about these things, I came across this idea of of fear. You know, the Bible tells us that we are given a spirit. Of fear, not not of fear, but of power. So fear is very strong. 
even as a believer, we we have to constantly battle against being fearful. And then I saw this clip from um, Tupac. Uh, let me uh, play it for you. Nobody. Trust nobody after dog. You know what I mean? Straight up. My closest friends did me in. My closest friends, my homies, people who I done took care of their whole family. I done took care of everything for them, looked out for them, put them in the game. Everything turned on me. Fear is stronger than love. Remember that. So, we all know Tupac to be an incredible rapper, activist. I mean, you name it. Uh, but there at the end, when he says, fear is stronger than love. That's not something I subscribe to whatsoever. I believe love is, is the strongest thing. My faith, the scriptures compel me to believe that. But... Fear is powerful. Look at what he, he said he can't trust anybody because they're fearful. Everything we just talked about today has some element of fear. Don't you think like Colin Kaepernick, he, he fears, I'm sure he fears a lot of things. I'm sure he, he had fear when he first started to protest. I'm not saying the guy's a horrible person, but I'm sure a, a lot of fear went into that decision. You think about the things that were going on with the baby. I'm sure the reason he just kind of, you know, went along with the echo mob and didn't really, you know, he didn't really want to, to make too much of a fuss about things. And just took the took the whipping was uh, fear, fear of losing his lifestyle, losing his money, not being able to before uh, to provide for his family. Fear. Fear is a strong, strong emotion, but it's still just an emotion, nonetheless. I was looking at this Rittenhouse case. Everybody that was out there had some element of fear from the, the, the dude that shot the folks to the folks that was trying to get him to the, to the event that even popped it off with the, 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 the cop shooting the brother in the back. Fear. Fear can make you do some strange things. It can make you come all out of character. See, we look at it, and I thought about why would God say, hey, you got a, a, a spirit of power. Why, did, why does Jesus constantly keep saying in the scriptures, fear not. This concept is strong. It even tells you, hey, act like men. Be strong. Be courageous. Because when you become a feel for, oh, oh, yeah, can't even talk today, guys. When you become a fearful coward, you'll do just about anything. You'll say just about anything. And we are at that moment in our society today that people would just rather be afraid than be remotely 
acutely powerful, courageous, We have to stop letting fear rule us. Yes, fear is strong, but it's just an emotion. You can overcome your fear. Are you afraid to speak up? Then just speak up. Are you afraid of being hurt? I mean, just what are you afraid of? I'm not saying it's like I got it all figured out, but because I deal with some fears myself. As a, as a father, I'm constantly fearful of what could happen to my children out here. People are crazy. But does that mean I just stay in my house? I'm, I'm fearful of all the different things they got going on. I think we all were very fearful when we first heard of the coronavirus and all these things. You know, yeah, I mean, I was at a convention, a guy had on three masks. Three masks plus he had, had a shot or two. That's some serious fear. I was afraid this guy was going to pass out. We have nothing to fear, but fear itself. We cannot let our fear cause us to become cowards, to become to become passive, and to ultimately give up or to do things that are against our morals, our ethics, and our character. Family, I hope you got something out of this. Uh, keep me in your in your prayers as, as your boy is uh getting over the sniffles. <laughs> um, but man, this was good. That's all I got for you today. Again, if you um are still listening, please go to uh, the Since I'm Here podcast at Instagram at Instagram the Since I'm Here podcast. Uh, share this wherever you share stuff. If you are on Apple, give us a review. Give us some stars. If you're on Anchor, shoot me a message. I'll throw you in there. Yeah, man. Uh, let's get this thing going. Again, I appreciate you, family. Wherever you're at, I love you. And as always, peace. Peace. <laughs>